Hey everyone, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. I am your host, Rachel Mansfield. And you guys, the countdown is on. Just the Good Stuff, my first cookbook is coming out in just one month now. And I announced over on Instagram last weekend, actually, that there is an exciting bonus recipe pack for you guys. When I spoke to my publisher about doing the bonus pack, I was a little apprehensive at first. I'm like, no, I I share so many recipes on my blog and on Instagram. There's so many recipes in the cookbook. Like, what could I possibly share more of that would be exciting and extra special for you guys? Because that is always like my number one priority. I want to share content that you're going to love and enjoy. And then that's where the idea came to me of making recipes for one. A lot of us are cooking just for ourselves. I am not doing that anymore now that we have Ezra and um, when I obviously married Jordan, started living with him, you know, I'm making food for Ezra and Jordan and myself. And But I love that this bonus pack has a breakfast recipe, lunch, snack, dinner, and dessert, and all of the recipes in there or for just one person. There's edible cookie dough, which is truly insane caramelized banana sundae, one of my absolute favorites. I also share a two-minute paleo everything bagel English muffin. It is to die for. And these like fluffy pancakes that are not going to lie, better than Bisquick. So that promo is going to be going on from now until pre-order. And pre-order itself is just so real. It's just so important for authors. It really helps increase the number of stores that of, of who's going to carry the book. It also counts towards the first week of sales that the book is out. So pre-order is so, so key. And I really appreciate um, all of your support and spreading the word about, about the book. So pretty soon you guys will have it in your hands. It is surreal. I'm actually staring at it right now. It's at my desk. So I hope everyone is going to love it as much as I do. And I'll keep sharing some of the recipes from the book over on Instagram over the next month or so as little teasers leading up to pub date. But I'm also going to be announcing the cookbook tour in the next upcoming weeks. And I'm going to be going to LA, Nashville, Chicago, Austin, Palm Beach, and maybe another run in New York over the summer. We'll see how we'll see how the tour goes itself and we might add some more cities. But today's guest is the amazing and sweetest human ever, Samantha Abrams, the co-founder of Emmys Organics. You guys have seen me eat and talk about Emmys for years now. They are OGs in this space. They have built, even though Samantha doesn't think so, they have built such an impressive business over the last few years. And what I love about them is that they're so modest. You would have no idea this amazing, amazing brand that they have built. They don't have a huge company. You know, when you pick up the bag at Whole Foods or whatever store you're in and you see it all over, they're in Walmart and you pick it up and you're probably like, oh, it's like this huge brand. Like, no, Emmys is like a mom and pop company. They are absolutely amazing. They are based up in Ithaca, New York. And Samantha shares the story in the background of how the brand got started, where the product came from, and a lot of good stuff with you. And I love being able to bring on some of the brands that I partner with because, yeah, we love and eat their products and you, or use them or whatever. And a lot of the times you don't know the backstory. And I think it's really important to know where where these brands came from and where it all got started. So I hope you guys love this episode. And if you guys feel so inclined, I would love if you could leave a review and rate the podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. I have lined up some more amazing guests for you. I've been loving doing this. It's such a fun, like non-food related project and being able to have conversations like these and sharing them with you guys is just so, so, so cool. All right. I hope you guys enjoy this and we will talk soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. I am sitting here with my close friend, which probably most of you actually wouldn't know that I'm genuinely friends with a lot of the brands that I end up partnering with, but I'm sitting next to the co-founder and head of marketing, Samantha Samantha of Emmys Organics. And when I asked Samantha what she wanted her title to be before I introduced her, she told me 
head, no, she told me director of marketing. Mind you, she's the co-founder of the business and I'm pretty sure she runs shit at Emmys. So Samantha, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi. Hi guys. Um, well, yeah, I know that it's actually a really interesting little thing that just happened because man, how much of the time do we like downplay what we do in life? You are the queen of downplaying. First topic of the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you are, though. I remember. Yeah. Well, t- here, introduce yourself. Tell everyone so, what okay, you yes. do, the company you founded. Yes. So I am. My name is Samantha Abrams, and I'm the co-founder and um, head of marketing at Emmys Organics, which is a brand that I founded with my life and business partner, Ian, uh, ten over 10 years ago now in a home kitchen in Ithaca, oh New York. God. And I still live there. And we... Um, you know, are now a nationwide brand. But what's really unique about us is that we make all of our products. So we um, have a manufacturing facility and we're very involved in the whole process. So um, it's been really cool. So you don't have a co-packer. So we do have um, a co-packer that we use for one of our product lines. And we have been using um, a co-packer to do the products that we sell into Costco because of a certain audit that they require. Interesting. But, well, we just bought a building I know, which is this like is huge insane and we are going to be moving all of our manufacturing to that space and we're going to be able to get the audits and um that we need to be able to sell to all of our customers so, so you'll be able to pursue exactly. everything and actually the day that we closed on the building we also had a Costco audit done in our current space because we have an order that we really wanted to do ourselves and not have our co-backer make and so um it was just like a really crazy day. We were all there until like 11 o'clock the night before cleaning, organizing, getting paperwork together. Cause these audits are no joke. Like, you know, it's, these yeah. are a lot of the things like you just don't see when you're buying products in stores. But, um, so it was really cool. Like the closing took maybe three or four hours. So it was like, that was crazy. Number one. And then we come back and we found out that we passed. Oh so if that's like a really big deal for a small company, um, operating out of a really small space that we actually passed. And so we're going to be able to make these sort of last orders that we had for the year with Costco in house. And then when we move, it's all going to be so much easier and everyone's going to be. That's really amazing. Anyway. So let's backtrack okay, a yeah. little bit because buying a building <laughs> is quite impressive. Yeah. Not many brands can say that they own the building that right. they are manufacturing the products that you're eating in. But I want you to explain a little bit more about your products. So Emmys Organics, coconut cookies. Yes. I want you to tell everyone like all about them. How was it founded? It was founded with your life partner. So he's not your husband. Right. We're not. I've definitely told people that your husband. I say husband all the time. It's one of those things where like we've been together for um, 11 years. And so the business has been like. And where did you meet? We met in Ithaca. So I went to Ithaca College. And then the summer after I graduated, one of my best friends from school was from Ithaca and she introduced me to him and Ian was actually he was living in the city and was home temporarily um because he was going through some health things so he was working remotely um okay. at home and so that's when I met him and so his intention was to move back to the city I was like I'm not going to stay in my hometown I mean no my college town excuse me so it was really cool cuz we met and then um, we both were like super excited about food. Did you meet food. like the local coffee shop? Like where did you meet? In so Ithaca? we met, there's a music festival that happens right outside of Ithaca. That's oh, really so cool. fun. Very family friendly. Yeah. If you're into I, festivals. I you were trying to get us to go to Ithaca. Like, we are yeah. going to go one day. Like, Ezra, Jordan, and I am sure my mom and dad will crash too. <laughs> oh my God, please. So um, that was my first summer, like really living in Ithaca. So, and it's actually the most magical place to be in the summer. And so it was cool because my friend, my one of my best girlfriends, Zia, she kind of like showed me the ropes of like local lifestyle, you know, the local life in Ithaca. And so she was like, we're going to this festival. She got me a volunteer gig so I could get a ticket. Oh my gosh. And, um, and then while we were there, so we had the best time obviously. And she introduced me to Ian. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and it was just like an instant connection. Almost 10 years ago or 11 years ago. You said. It'll be 11 years this summer. And then you founded the company a year like later. Less than a year later. That's insane to find. I know. Literally start a company with a guy that you were dating or with for a year. I know. I'm always like, what would it be like if we just like had different jobs and like came home at the end of the day yeah. and like made what were you? What were you currently doing? So I just graduated. So I was like, 23 I was 22 22 okay and um 
I didn't know what I was doing. I, I mean, I stayed what was your in major? my college town. I, I studied theater management, which is a combination of theater and business. So I was really, cool. I've always like had an interest in business, specifically in marketing. Mm-hmm. So I was really into doing that, but for shows, you know, for either dance or theater. And a lot of my time spent in school was producing shows that my friends were directing or writing like out of school, you know, I and so, so see you involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. I like grew up. And so then I was also a dance minor because I grew up as a dancer. I didn't know that. Know. What kind of dance? Um, I was really into ballet and mar- modern dance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Modern. No, she was in modern. I no took shoes. modern a couple of times. It's true. And actually I founded a modern dance company at Ithaca College that still exists. You're amazing. You're a founder <laughs> times too. See, this is, you're going to be like leaving here and being like, oh, I'm coming to Rachel's house every single day I because like I literally boost up. you. I'm, I'm going to come and decorate your mirror in the morning. So when you wake up, you'll have like beautiful. I love you. You're effing amazing. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so okay. you founded it in the kitchen with Ian at his mom's at his mom's house. So he was home temporarily. Right. So we didn't have his own place. So he was just, he was living at the house where his mom was and And her name is, and her name. Well, okay. So her name is Meryl, but her nickname is Emmy. I'm not expecting you. (laughs) I was going to say her name is Emmy. Emmy. So her name's Meryl. Her name's Meryl. And And there's like a few family members. And I don't actually can't remember like, the origin of when this yeah. was started, but there's a few like close family members that call her Emmy. And so that's just a nickname that she had. And so when we were like, let's start a company, we didn't like either of our names and that's we so couldn't funny. like think of like a cool edgy thing. Cause we didn't know what was happening in the industry or didn't even know what the industry was. So, um, we, we used her nickname. And so do we think names. that Meryl Streep goes by Emmy or Def not? Def not. Okay, cool. I don't, I wonder if there's an, a Meryl out there that goes by Emmy. Hit and us now up. Ian had a gluten allergy so or he has a lot of dietary restrictions. So he does not eat um, gluten or dairy. And he also can't okay. do some other irritants like garlic and other things. He can't do soy. Um, I can't do soy either. I mean, I personally just don't think anyone should do soy, but yeah. I like my stomach turns into like a disaster from oh. soy. It's like the only thing besides eggplant and strawberries. Like I can't eat. I know I miss eggplant. I had it on pizza one day. Didn't know I was allergic because it just happened overnight and then broke out in hives everywhere. Oh. Same thing happened with strawberries. I had strawberry ice cream, went to sleep. Next day woke up. I couldn't even open my right eye because my allergies were so bad. Um, so you founded it in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Named it. I mean, we're going to like, I'm, I'll keep us on track, but like, yeah, I like little you. tangents. I know. What was the flavor that you created? Like, is it the same cookie that like we are eating today? Absolutely. That's, That's insane. That so yeah. So Ian actually, when he was living in the city, um, he, when he, to manage his kind of symptoms, you know, really cut a ton of things out of his diet and like was eating like a lot of raw foods and, um, just like really simple foods is really what what he was eating so he developed the dark cacao and the vanilla bean flavors as just something that he could enjoy for himself um and so that's what he taught me and i was like we were like wow these are good did he cut out sugar too is that why he used you guys use agave like Um, how did that come into play that wasn't you know it's so funny because at the time he was super into like the raw food world you know i remember him telling me that at expo yeah and also at the time, agave was like a sweetener that was just really commonly used in a lot of those types of recipes. Oh, it so, was at that. Okay. Cause I so like, to I me, I didn't know what it was. Sugar's 10 years never ago. been an issue for him of any type. That's um, good. Okay. I mean, obviously he cut out like highly processed like, yeah. corn syrup and stuff, but, um, so that really wasn't part of it, but, um, yeah, so that's, that was going on. And so also, so he, there's so many layers to <laughs> the deep history of what that is that became Emmys. But he also, so before, so he had this graphic design job and that's what he was doing remotely, like when he was home in Ithaca. Oh. So he was able to work, you know. Did he wherever. make the logo? He did. Well, the original one. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, we could even, we could talk about that too. But um, before he had this graphic design job, he worked at Organic Avenue. Do you know, oh my god! Yeah, the orange they branding place. Yeah. It used to, I think so, they went out of business. They did, but this was before they like franchised and did the whole thing. Okay, so he worked. He was their like third employee or maybe second wow. employee, and so he would um, do all these like fancy juice cleanses. Like he didn't do them. He helped prepare them and would actually deliver them oh to people like on his. Scooter. So for those. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't know, Organic <laughs> Avenue was almost like a juice press 
It was like a very high end. Well, when he was there, it was like this very high end, like everything in glass jars, like raw, like everything to the I'm surprised top. they didn't make it. Yeah, I think that I don't actually know the full story, but yeah. I know that at a point they like got a bunch of investors and franchised and um, I think like the original founders left. And so, you know, it really like went downhill went in a there. different direction. So but I don't really know. Anyway, so that's how he sort of got the education around these sort of like simple recipes, you know, mm-hmm. because actually, even though like I think the raw food trend is not super relevant today. What we took from that was simple, you know, and that I feel like it was popular because literally you could find a product that had like five or six ingredients and you could understand all of them. And that's, I think, what carried through to today. And that's what people are like still really excited about. I think that was the beginning of that. I never even knew that your cookies were raw. Like I never like because I until you told me that, like, which it sounds so obvious is that it's like a no. Like I would just think of it as like a no bake cookie, which obviously right. does mean that it's raw. That doesn't make sense. But I just like never really like thought about it until you sent me a video once. I'm like, oh my God, there's no oven involved. Like, right. I just because I also oh this is why because usually you keep any no bake cookies in the ref- I would like when I make a recipe in the right. refrigerator and so I was so wowed by it so yeah it's funny because when we started the company we were both like super into the raw food thing like okay I, and totally separate this is just one of those weird like cosmic things well there's a few cosmic stories with Ian and I coming together but <laughs> but. Before I even knew of Ian and I was a senior at Ithaca College, um, my stepmother, she had she went to the I forget what it's called, but this like kind of detox place in San Diego because she was getting she had some kind of like cancer thing in her eye. And someone was like, you should go do like a heavy detox at this place. And Ian was was there. No, no, this has nothing to do with Ian. Okay, I was gonna say, oh, my God, what? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. But from that detox thing, she like healed herself. Basically, it was this really awesome. awesome experience. And so she came back. She had a dehydrator. She had all these seeds to sprout. She had all she like got. She was the one that introduced oh raw gosh, foods to me. Innovator. So that's how I started learning about that. And eventually okay. she got really tired of like making like sprouted like buckwheat crisps. And yeah. she gave me her dehydrator. She gave me all of her seeds to sprout. So when I was a senior at college, I just became like so obsessed with all of that stuff. And I like would make the most elaborate lunches and like everyone would look at me like, what the hell? We're like, you were using pizza. a dehydrator. I was eating cheesy bread yeah. and cinnamon bread from like Domino's yeah. at two o'clock in the morning. And I okay, was like, cool. d- I actually ate a lot of soy at that time. Yeah, you know, me too. yeah, we all did. But, um, and just like, yeah, like meat substitutes and like, it, that's really what kind of started this fascination with just simple food, I guess. That's Um, insane. So yeah. So when I met him, here's this guy who like knew all about raw foods. I remember when like he was like courting me, he would come visit me. I was working at, um, uh, like a winery. Okay. Well, we were like, obviously it was like, there was no (laughs) question that we were into each other, but he would like come visit me at work and he'd bring me like a bag of goji berries and like some bee pollen and like a kombucha. (laughs) And like that stuff I had, I didn't even know about that stuff at the time. So I was just like, Oh my God, this guy. That's so sweet. And like, I didn't know what kombucha was 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago. Yeah. That's that was before. Yeah. See, you guys really are tra- trailblazers in this industry. I know, but it's funny because we, you know, live in a small town. Yeah. And so, which is awesome. I like couldn't. It's so amazing. Um, you are like the mayor of Ithaca. I know you love it there. You like advocate for it all the time. I love it. You love it so I much. I do. And um, I love the life. The lifestyle is amazing, especially when you have like a really fast paced work life and yeah. you're thinking about your business all the time. It's just nice to have everything else be a little bit simpler, like going to the grocery store, for example. it's so nice. You know, it's like everything's very close and the community is very supportive. Like we got like two kind of local loans towards this new building and it's all about providing jobs in the community and like people are really advocating for us. You guys are a huge brand in this small town. So like you're definitely very well known, I'm sure in there, sure there. Like when I go there, I'm like, guys, I'm friends with Samantha yeah. from Emmys. I'm like, well, do I have to wait town. for a table? People do joke that I am the mayor there, even though I'm not. And we have a very nice mayor. But um, but <laughs> I do. You, is not you listening do. to this. <laughs> You're right. He's young. Okay. He's younger than me. Oh, my God. But um, you just, you know, people, you know, you go everywhere yeah. and you see people. And I'm just like a friendly social person. So, so you made the cookies okay, though, yeah. in you. the kitchen. The 
dark cacao and the vanilla and the vanilla bean. bean. I just want to make sure I'm saying the right flavors. So you have these vegan, gluten free, cook and they're grain free, um, refined, sugar free. Yep, absolutely amazing. The peanut butter is like forever my favorite. But like I also would like marinate myself in peanut butter if I could. And you have them. You start eating them like. Now you're in Whole Foods and nationwide retailers. So yep. like there's a lot of shit that went down between making them in the kitchen and getting into a nationwide retailer. So like give us the, the rundown. Like how does that happen? Right. It's so inspiring to me, like especially as someone who like makes stuff in the kitchen all the time. Right. I always think I'm like, wow, this would be so cool if it was in a grocery store. But I go, I don't know where to start. And right. you were one of the first brands doing this. So how did you get to where you are today? Like how did you make this splash in the industry? Right. Um, well, first of all, we didn't even know like what the industry was when we started. So like we've really learned by doing it all. And so that's, I think, a big t- takeaway. We didn't know what like trends were. We didn't know how grocery stores bought, you know, their products. We didn't know about distributors. So um, we basically started um, just selling store to store in Ithaca. And then um because Ian had been living in the city and was super into this lifestyle, he knew of like all the cool independent health food stores that we should go to. So we took a trip down and literally went door to door, did not make appointments. We made little, like we were like, Oh, we should have a price sheet. So we like made it in, you know, Microsoft word, like not a designed thing at all. And we made little gift bags that had price sheets in them and samples. And meanwhile, our product was in a clear bag with a printed label that we printed like on a desktop computer that's fine scrappy that's how i like it oh my god yeah so then we started you know selling door-to-door there and then we learned about there was a local distributor in our area that started carrying our stuff so so that was the first time we even like learned what a distributor was and you know how much of a market let's explain to everyone what a distributor is so yeah so most of the large grocery stores or even a lot of the independent ones are ordering all the the products that you see on the shelves through mostly one large distributor. And so, um, to a lot of times a distributor wants you to be accepted into a large retailer for them to like add you to their warehouses. And they drive the, they product. drive. Yeah. Then they, yeah. So they have distribution centers. My hand no one <laughs> yeah. can see me like pretending to like a drive a steering wheel <laughs> or drive a car. Right. So like when we're shipping product to Whole Foods, for example, mm-hmm. we're actually shipping product to the distribution center that they're pulling the products from. So they don't come to your place and like pick it up. You ship it like via. Yes. But that also has to do with where we are. You know, that's so we, yeah. we send it. Whereas if we were in maybe like Hoboken or Jersey City, like they might be able to pick it up. Because when I used us. to work at a CPG brand, it was based in like the Triton, Princeton area. There, the trucks would like come to yeah. like the warehouse and pick everything and, up. And we, we have done that also, but it does change your pricing a little bit. So obviously we want to keep our price as low as we can. Oh, yeah. And okay. The people. So you get into these stores in New York. Yeah. Again, so then basically like at that point, we were like, wow, people like this. Yeah, you know, they're, they're rebuying. And, um, you know, it was really just like a fun thing. Also, on the weekends, we did the Ithaca Farmers Market, which is a really it's, we did it for three years. And we I mean, what a hustle. Whoa. I can't even tell you. It's so much work to be. At. I have so much respect for people who's like core businesses at those farmers markets. It's a lot of work. But how many amazing brands start a farmer's market? Because yeah. like they work their asses off when they're there. And it was so good for us because we could hear from people like what flavors they liked. And also at the time we made, we would, oh my God, we also, we made so many different products that we don't make now. And we did everything like, like the longest way. Like now we have such a like, we'll like think of a product we're like no but it's not efficient enough like we just it'll be too hard yeah, you, you know have to have efficiencies. so like we would make smoothies and we made ice cream but literally like we would um make we would sprout the almonds and then we'd make sprouted almond milk and then we'd use the sprouted almond milk in the smoothies and then we'd also use the sprouted almond milk with coconut milk that we also made with fresh coconut meat and water into this ice cream that we mixed with cashews and we would make it all in like a home model ice cream maker so we would do batches and batches and batches you're insane i'm coming <laughs> to live with you guys oh my god it's i just, would love for someone to make me ice cream i know well now i'm like have such a i'm like the no. best ingredient i like don't, it's even when it comes to like making things myself i'm like no <laughs> do you cook at home of course i mean i do i mean there's definitely times when i'm really busy and i do whip things up that are really simple and yeah. fast does um, ian still like to cook yes yeah That's, like jordan likes to cook so it makes our lives so much easier yeah. because like we'll be in the kitchen and like or like now with ezra it's like a whole new like 
beast to like Ezra's not a beast, but you know what I mean? It's like a beast to like tackle the whole thing. So like I'll watch Ezra for an hour. We're like Jordan makes the food and like we'll switch on and off because like you can't both do it anymore. Yeah. Which is we had so much fun food prepping on Sundays together. Yeah. Do you guys prep food on Sundays or do you go I go home? in phases where I'm doing that, but I'm very inconsistent. And a lot of times we'll like go to a lot of the same things. Yeah. Um but and, yeah. Because do you travel a lot too for work? It goes in waves. So then, yeah, if I know I'm going to be gone like the next week, even I'm like, I don't, I hate wasting food. Yeah. So I would rather just buy like a really small amount of something to make for like that day and the next even. And it could be like really easy is like, I don't know anything. Um, wait, so I want to know how you got into Whole Foods. Okay. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm always fascinated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did this happen? Did you like fly to Austin, bang on their door? Um, did you go to a buyer? No. And if, is there a Whole Foods? In, no, there's no, no Whole Foods. In we Ithaca. don't have Whole Foods. Yeah. Okay. Even though I love it. Um, we have Wegmans though, which is opening in the Brooklyn Navy Yard on Sunday. You know, my mom called me yesterday. My mom's wild and she loves Costco. Like my mom's the, she's like the founder, the founder of Costco basically. So anytime we're traveling and going away somewhere, she goes, we got to go to the Costco. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's how I am with Whole Foods. Like any time I get yeah. on an airplane, boom, go to Whole Foods, same. stock up, go to my destination. Yep. And she calls me. She goes, oh, Rach, there's a Wegmans opening in Brooklyn. We got to go. I'm like, mom, I'm not going over two bridges and two, crossing two <laughs> rivers very busy. to go to Wegmans with, with Ezra and you. I'm sorry. But like that's setting myself up for disaster. Yeah. And she's like, well, oh. you'll go at some point. She's I'm like, sure. but the feta. I love the feta. They sell like, mom, we're in New Jersey. There's so many Wegmans. Moms, especially. No, I love Wegmans so much. Everyone loves Wegmans. But I mean, the my candy wall is insane. Has, that's true. Excuse me. Um. But my mom, like when she comes to visit me, she literally drives to Wegmans and like walks around and like, you know, maybe gets a few things. And then she calls me. She's like, hi, I'm here. Oh, my God. So there's like a real passage. I drove by Wegmans and like saw saw you walking in there before me. Glad you're really excited to see me. Are you guys in Wegmans? Yes. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to Wegmans since college because I was I went to school in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh And that was like the only grocery store. I was like, oh, and Giant. But we would yeah. go to Wegmans and like before we go to the movies, we'd like go and fill up our bags with candy yeah. and get like dark chocolate covered pretzels and the almonds and yeah, the gummies. Yeah. They, they have a so really good. fun bulk section there. We should put Emmys in bulk. Have you ever thought of that? I think they get too sticky together. I don't know though product. because there's these like, like I could show you. Clusters. Yeah, they're like clusters, but they're, they're squares, like they're cubes. And I get them at the um, organic food store here and you put them and they do stick Are together. They like the chunks of energy kind of yes. things? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that we could be pretty we could test it out for maybe. any of my like sustainable listener. Yes, that's true. That would, would be probably a really open nice non packaging option. I want equity in that idea. All right, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> no, really. So one day when it's in bulk, yeah. you'll be like, Rachel has equity in that. Thank you. Um, okay, so here's what we got into Whole Foods. Yes, thank you. Now you keep me on track. While we so after we were in Ian's mom's kitchen, we uh, eventually moved to another relative's basement. Because uh, they had space and we then like outfitted it to be half office and half like production. Literally, maybe like in a basement, 200 square feet. Yeah. So you produced your company where you slept. Well, no, we didn't live in the basement. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, so at that point, we were doing the farmer's market every week. Um, we were in a lot of independents, not a lot, a very small amount of independent stores making everything ourselves, like me and Ian making packaging, calling stores, being like, hey, how are you? How's everything? Blah, blah. Um, And then we had a friend at the time who was working in the whole body department for Whole Foods in the mid-Atlantic region, which is like part of New Jersey, actually. Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. yeah. And so at that time, she was like, here's how you kind of pitch to the region. Because there's different ways you can sell into Whole Foods. And one of the reasons why it's a unique store is that they offer that to brands so that each store, even though majority of the products that you see are the same in every store, there is like a percentage that's allocated to kind of local or like their own. Well, they almost like they trial them too in certain areas. Like the Mid-Atlantic, they usually trial a lot of like new products. It is their largest region. It is interesting. So anyway, so our friend walked us through you know, sending samples, like the whole thing. And eventually that's how we got into that region. So then once you get into the region, it doesn't mean you're automatically automatically going into every yeah. store. So once you're approved. And which flavors did they take? Like which ones did you have? Well, it's they so take funny because we only, we sold our two ounce, our three packs in, which is, this was an interesting lesson in learning like what product, um, 
belongs in certain categories, yeah. you know, or just where on the shelf. So I think it, w- it was the two ounce and I don't even remember what flavors. And we had flavors then that we don't have now. We need a flavor graveyard oh, <laughs> like Ben and Jerry's. Really? They have that. Yeah. I didn't know you had other flavors that don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. We had very like we what? had a lot of niche flavors that just okay. we had a chocolate orange and oh, we had a chocolate chili. We had a chai, which actually is very similar to the pumpkin spice now. Okay. Because there's a lot of the same spices yeah. that are in chai. And, um, so that sort of And they were exist. all in Whole Foods? I actually can't remember what the ones they brought in, but it was probably the vanilla and the chocolate and probably like chai and lemon. Because that was like a common yeah. or some that went in. When did peanut butter come into play? Only like a few years ago. That was like oh, after really? we were we like paid attention to what people would actually want <laughs> instead of being like, this would be a good idea. Mexican chili yeah. or whatever, or yeah. Mexican chocolate, whatever you just like, said. This I'm like, is so that sounds cool. really weird. I don't like like the Mexican chili type chocolate, chocolate type of uh, flavor. I do, I'm like basic, but not enough people. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, you it's, need to think about niche. things You're in right. that way. So doing like a limited edition kind of thing, you know, like yeah. that could be cool. But um, so you killed it in that region, I'm assuming. So we were doing pretty well. Yes. Um, And I don't even remember like what that means, like how much we were selling yeah. and all that. But we called every single store in the region and basically tried to get into as many stores in the region as we awesome. could. So that's how we first got in there. And then eventually when we learned a little more we got into another region and then another you know so like over time we basically added regions Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until last july so july 2018 um that we went global with whole foods so we were like up to i think six or seven regions what year did you first get into whole foods Oh my god. Um it was probably like 2011 or 12. Okay. Maybe 11. That was right. I, it's, a year, I, I need your Jordan graduated college 2011. Oh. Yeah. That's when our product graduated to the shelves. That's amazing. Well, that's how I think of like you know I'm like Yeah, okay. you're like okay, that's how so long I it was. So I was 21. I definitely was not eating organic cookies at right. that time. Right. Um, and then from there, you just reached out to other retailers and did the same thing and like cookie cuttered yes. like the process. Yes. And then like we also at that point picked up independent distributors. So there's like these big guys that are going to like the big chains. But then there mm-hmm. are some amazing independent distributors who have their own network of independent stores yeah. that they deliver to. So that was really how we grew our business in New York. Because I feel like a always lot of independent stores. Here. Yes, there's a ton. And there's some really and we still work with a lot of those distributors today um, because they have their own like niche of store, you know, like yeah. type of store. And um, what's nice about working with those guys is that they, you know, some of the bigger distributors, they charge you fees for different things and like they have like minimums that you need to like hit or they might charge you for the product that's not selling. And oh my God. Kiss my ass. That's yeah, but I'm it's saying. like totally how well, it works. Cutthroat, you know? And they're tough, the distributors. I remember when I used to have to do with that stuff at the color company. They're yeah. scary. They are scary. Um, but, you know, you learn how to manage and yeah. it's sort of like how it works. So, but before we started with those guys, because we didn't, we, and, we, and actually a smart thing that we did, even though we didn't know we were doing it, was not working with the big guys right away because that would have been too much for us to manage and we wouldn't know how to like review the deductions that came come on our payments and yeah, that's a whole thing. And you need to be able to be prepared for that and to be able to dispute things that maybe you were unfairly charged for, et cetera. Like freight. And I remember going through invoices because I was the C- uh, assistant to the CEO and founder of the CPG brand. And we used to go through all the invoices and he would like in like red mark, like get rid of like freight. He's yeah. like, where did this come? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, and it like, I'm like, wow, like, I guess you like, yeah. really have to like watch. And some of it's a mistake. And I think that a lot of the smaller brands that work with the big distributors, um, yeah. they don't have the bandwidth to come through and pick those things up. And so like they just end up making money off of mm. them, which is a bummer. Yeah. Even though, you know, I don't think it's intentional. So. So anyway, so we were working with a lot of independent distributors yeah. and that was really like how we started growing, you know, and, and people in New York always felt like we were bigger than we were because we were in the most stores in New York city. So, um, and you got into Starbucks. Well, that was way later. I know, but it's okay. We can fast forward a little bit now. So then you like got into Starbucks. Okay. Wait, but one cool thing that I will, um, you know, because we started our, our 
company with these clear bags with printed labels, right? And I remember one of the independent distributors that we were working with had a table at Expo East. And this was back when it was in Boston still. So like throwback. I didn't even know that it was in Boston. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like... Now it's going to be in Philly this year. I know. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I know. So anyway, they invited us to pay a fee, a really small fee to literally have like a foot of table space in the booth that they got. So we were like, okay, like what's Expo East? Like didn't know about any of this stuff. We're just like making our stuff, selling them to stores. <laughs> True. And I had cousins in Boston that we could stay with, you know, because oh we're like, gosh. you know, not making Perfect. a lot of money. So, um, so we stood there and like sold our things and blah, blah, blah. So I remember walking around and being like, wow, there's so many like gorgeous packaging, so much gorgeous packaging here. And, you know, we would go around and try things and so many of the products didn't taste good. And so we were like, wow, we're selling a lot of like a good amount of our product and we don't even have a nice packaging. So that's when we were like, hmm, maybe if we had nice packaging, we'll we might sell, sell even more. more. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a simple thing, but just like, you know, that like lack of experience, you just don't know. So we ended up doing a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo.com. Oh, this is not a plug, but I love them. And um, and we raised fifteen thousand dollars in 30 days from our friends and family and fans people because we had been selling our stuff online also at that time so like people who are like on our website so that's how we get got to the branding that isn't closer to what is today i love that and you guys are completely self-funded at this point besides if you're indigo right well, yeah, but that's still we didn't give any. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's like to, that's <laughs> yeah, totally different. But yes, which we did have is very rare. Like especially to be growing at the like, I mean, I, to me, you're going at a rapid rate because especially compared to a lot of other brands in the industry. But I know to you probably you're like Rachel. It's been like ten years. I know like, what are you talking about? Yes, but it's true. And a lot of the time, these brands have these big investments from different like venture capitalists and like other like friends and family investors. And you guys have done this all yourself with like no outside money, which is beyond impressive to me that's insane you're one of the only brands i know that has like made the splash and imprint that they have by not taking outside capital seriously it's like insane remember last year man you're why are you gonna cry i'm telling you like the most obvious thing i just cry when things are happy you and priscilla because she was here as well and i remember she was sitting in that same chair all the time and i was like so like what the fuck like how like how do you do this this is insane i just can't you know, you put all of your eggs in that basket and, and you work with your partner. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about that. So what is it like working with Ian? If Jordan and I work together, <laughs> I, I think you we would get a divorce. Yeah. I mean, he always jokes like, well, maybe I can just come work with you. I said, see, what you don't understand is that I've been working with myself for four years now. Well, yeah, four years now. And you wouldn't work with me. You would work for me, which would we would be in divorce you know what? That's in, in a he second. really believes in you he does he's literally he's my biggest like supporter to... like he if i was like jordan quit your job come work for me he'd be like all right great two weeks notice everyone <laughs> see you later <laughs> that's so amazing and then he'd be like all right right gonna go take a hangout with ezra <laughs> um no i'm just kidding i i tell jordan all the time like i think it's so different because you produce a product that like people are purchasing in stores it's a it's a lot more stable than what i do i mean i make a living based off of like recipes i make in my kitchen and hoping that like Instagram will give them the engagement that they that they deserve. So if he works <laughs> yeah. for me, all my eggs would be in that one basket, which scares the shit out of me. I'm like, how could we put that's so much pressure on me and my name? And yeah. like, but how so how do you keep things like but you don't have to tell me intimates, obviously. Oh, like, how do you, <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you keep things like sexy in your marriage when it's like yeah. you could be pissed at him from like what he said to you earlier, you're not agreeing on something. Like, is it smooth? Well, I think the biggest thing is that we don't really get pissed at each other. Because you're so nice. Because <laughs> you have natural Xanax in the air in Ithaca. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's just the country air. I have a brand new product that you guys are going to fall in love with from my friends over at Primally Pure. Okay, so we spoke a little bit about Primally Pure a few episodes ago and how their non-toxic deodorants are absolutely amazing. And now they launched these three new face masks that are out of this world, you guys. I tried them for the first time back in November and I've been consistently using them since then. And let me tell you, you're in for a real treat. There are three different types of masks. There's a plumping mask, a soothing mask, and a clarifying mask. All of them are made with raw and local honey, mineral-rich clay, organic herbs, vitamin-rich oils, 
all plant-based ingredients and their masks all gently exfoliate. They refine the texture of our skin and infuse our skin with some extra nutrients and they actually work. They're not gimmicky. They're not the type of mask that you're going to pick up and say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure that this will work. And then you see no results. I use this mask before I go out for dinner or before I'm meeting a friend or if I know I have to get my photo taken for something for work. And it is absolutely amazing. The plumping one in particular helps to stimulate cell renewal and rejuvenates your skin, promotes circulation and collagen production. And it naturally just plumps your face a little bit and helps it look a little bit more youthful. Now, As you guys know, I'm turning 30 in just a few months. So anything that could help me look and feel a little bit more youthful, I'm all in for. They also have the clarifying mask and the soothing mask. And when every time that I'm noticing some breakouts under my nose or around my chin, I put the clarifying mask on. And Jordan has also been using this, which he's probably going to not be too happy with me for telling everyone. But you guys, they work. I cannot recommend these masks enough. And they also are just bringing the spa home to you because not all of us have time to go to the spa, sit down and get a beautiful facial and come home. We have responsibilities. We have work. We have kids. We have school. We have whatever. You can bring them with you. They are easy. They are amazing. And I highly recommend them. They launched this month. And you can also snag 10% off of your order with the code RACHEL, R-A-C-H. I'll link to it in the show notes, but let me know if you guys try these masks, what you think, and feel free to reach out to myself or the Primally Pure team if you have any questions. All right, now back to the episode. Both of us have done a lot of like work on ourselves, you know, and I think um, communication is something that we will have learned individually and also as a couple. And especially when you're running a business together, like you can't let shit get in the way. Yeah. You know, it's like, who wants to have that when you're trying to? Uh, Actually, no. Usually I walk our dog to the office. Actually, well, actually, lately, no. I've changed my schedule and we do go in together. But literally, it's like a two minute ride. Oh, (laughs) so you could like walk. Yeah. yeah. And I actually love walking as much as I can. Um, But when we move to the new building, it will be a 10 minute drive that we will do together. Commuting. You'll be listening to to the podcast. We'll be like, oh, the traffic. (laughs) It's like you a week to listen to one episode. (laughs) That's true. Literally. I know. Yeah. We usually listen to podcasts when we do like longer. I'm a a podcast junkie. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, because well, we when, have one now. <laughs> that is true. Like, oh, wait, are we still on a podcast? I forgot. So, okay, but relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give we, people advice if someone, like, there's yeah, yeah. so many companies that do this together. That's true. Um, hmm. I think if there's something in the way, whether it has to do with how the other one handled a work situation or if there's something going on at home, like, you just have to take care of it right away. Don't let things linger because it's yeah. just going to like other people pick up on it. You know, I bet. I mean, I hope that like our staff actually we joked about this just last week and I was like, are you guys happy that like me and Ian don't like fight in the office because we have, have an ever, employee? Have you ever? Never. You've never fought in the office? No. No. If there's something that we need to talk about, I'll be like, hey, can I talk to you for a few minutes upstairs? Oh, but and if we, you like, can tell, out. there's a little bit of tension. No. Oh my God. You guys are so boring. No, we're so boring. We are. But also something that, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much of it is like our personalities. I don't know how much of it is the communication work that we've done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But we also, yeah, it's so, I guess it is really very easy. I don't know him that well. Like I only know him from trade shows. Yeah. Is he as easygoing and and friendly? Is he as friendly as you are? I'm definitely more like outwardly social, like I, you know, but he like loves, he's so fun to talk to. Him and, and my dad were talking for like 45 yeah, yeah. minutes. Oh, he, he loves Expo people. East. I think I'm more like outward, like connecting, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I can same. just like gab forever. I mean, he, and he like loves, he loves people. So yes, he's like definitely a social person. Um, and what's his role at Emmys? So he, I mean, there's so many like overlaps um, with everyone. I think that's just how it is at a smaller company, but he really does a lot of our kind of operations management. He still does a lot of graphic design for us. Um, we both do new product development and then we all, all do like just business development in general, like okay. with our whole like executive team and everybody. So, um, and how many people are at Emmys now? So we're total 34, but please remember that we, we manufacture our products. Does that include, that like- includes manufacturing. So on, 
and there's maybe 23 in manufacturing and the rest is. So you have 11 employees. Yeah. That are like in the corporate headquarters. I'm like, don't forget everybody else. No, no, that, but like, to, in my opinion, like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, 11. Yeah, think about. Yeah. yeah. Like op- maybe it's 12. I maybe I don't have care. my that's, numbers That's cute. a very, that's like a handful of people. It's too, like, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, actually what's nice is that, so when we started the business, we both did everything. We both made the product, we packaged mm-hmm. it, we sold it. We cleaned the floors, you know, like literally everything, like everything. Yeah. Um, and then as we grew and there was the ability to move in directions where like our interests were, we went to very different things. So we are really different, you know, and our skills are really different. Like he's so good at like crunching numbers and like strategy and like efficiency with our manufacturing. He loves like equipment and layouts and like the flow of all that stuff. Oh, that's good. So that's like not my other. strong suit at all. Um, and I'm definitely more of a like creative person. I like thinking more of like overarching like ideas mm-hmm. and, but we both love new products. I mean, we, that's like why we're doing this. Cause we yeah. love you created the other. product. Yeah. That's so cool. So I think that helps that we are, you know, our expertise and we acknowledge that about each other. Okay, Mm -hmm. here are the tips. (laughs) That's what you said. I just thought of them. One, acknowledge each other. Mm -hmm. You like, and I would say this to anyone in any relationship. Like these could be applied to like anyone. Um, It's like, man, that just really is like when you can acknowledge someone and they can really hear it, it's like the most beautiful thing. And to it really is. just see that like your partner is appreciating the things that you do, whether it's like they folded the laundry or emptied the dishwasher or they like wrote a really nice email. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. I heard recently I was listening, I was listening to a podcast <laughs> oh. and someone said on it like that you by complimenting somebody else, like it makes just you feel so much better. Yes. Like it almost feels like you got a compliment. I said, that, like, you really need to start complimenting people more, Rachel, because like it, it just, it, it's a win-win forever. Oh, it was on Mariah Andrews. I think that's her name it was on Liz Moody's podcast. And she said that and I'm like, oh, I love that. It was like the best takeaway. Yeah. Um, okay. So sorry. Acknowledge each okay. other. Number and then, one. well, some, and a piece of advice that somebody, another couple, actually the founders of Cafe Gratitude out in California yeah. were like family connections with them. Long story. Okay. But, um, they're a couple and their tip to us, which I like, so take to heart all the time was that don't, don't separate business and pleasure, which is what people are always like. I need like more of, so anyway, yeah. So the theory behind this is when you're at work, you can talk about home things. When you're at home, you can talk about work things. As soon as you create this like divide, this separation, there's automatically a lack or or in one of them. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I can be at work and we can like go over like something with our house or, you know, just like talk about home things. It just that's okay. And to just have that easy flow. And then, of course, yes, there's a time when like I'm trying to wind down and also like we talked about my insomnia. Like, you know, I'm really trying to like chill out before bedtime. I never and so, knew you had insomnia. Yeah. It, it comes in waves. And so it's been like really interesting lately. But um, but so like I'm, you know, trying to wind down so I can be like, hey, I just want to like, can we talk about this in the morning? And so, yeah, there's that, of course. Um, Or if we like go out to dinner, we might like leave our phones in the car or, you know, just like try to. Yeah. So that was really good because I feel like if I hadn't gotten that tip, I would be like, we need to be going on more dates. Like we need to have more like dedicated relationship time, you know? And we just honestly, the other thing, I guess the other tip is just like, have fun. Like we have a good time and we like joke with each other at work and like we, you know, okay, I have one other thing that I'll add, but anyway, we, and we check in with each other. Like, are you still having a good time? And that's like so important. Yeah. Um, and then also outside of work, we both have very separate things that we like to do kind of like our after school activities. What I know his is street bikes. I remember <laughs> he does like biking. He loves sports. So he plays like okay. every kind of sport, a different season. He also enjoys watching sports a lot. And he like does that with his friends and stuff. And, and I what do you do? What's your hobby? Um, well, obviously, I like to exercise. I do. What's your go to um, well, it always changes, but well, what as of late with my is hiking, <laughs> fishing, I love, yeah, that is hiding. <laughs> that's actually something that I do like with my girlfriends, like, cause I have a dog and a lot of my friends have dogs and like hiking with girlfriends on the weekends is like that's one of my so favorite nice things to, to do. do. Even like after work, I could do that. Taking a walk. Um, I do belong to a gym and there's okay. like a studio that does bar and yoga that I'll go do sometimes. Nice. 
Um, but your, also I work out at home sometimes. What are your hours at the office usually? They're always different. And actually, like the past few weeks, Ian and I have been starting our days at home and like working on our laptops at our dining room table and like having breakfast and just like working there. And that's then we'll nice. go in a little later. And that's really nice, but it always changes. And it's tough to even think about hours when you run your own business because it's just uh, like all yeah. the time. Well, do you think that's what causes your insomnia? Um, Can I ask you that? It's okay. No, no, no. I'm it. trying to really figure that out because I've always been a person that has a lot going on even before I started a mm-hmm. business. Like I just was always really active in like all kinds of things. And I think that this summer I definitely like took on too much, especially on like the social end of things. And it's okay. tough because like people are getting married and there's like family coming to town and then I've got to travel for work and, and then do and there's like, and there's no like pause. There's no pause. And I'm also working as much as I always do. And I think that I'm learning now that I need to really create more boundaries for myself. And it's really hard. And it's like something I'll probably always learn until the day I die, uh, be learning. But I'm at least now, even when I because even since I've realized that that's something I really need to work on, I'll be like, you know what? I should have said no to that. And I'm like, okay. The I just art realized, of saying no is important. I just realized that I could say no. And and I'm not even sure like specifically what I'm talking about. Like there's a lot of different things, whether it's like going out to dinner with somebody mm-hmm. to catch up or um, even a work-related thing. You know, like yeah. I don't have to do everything. I actually said that yesterday. Yeah, sure. I was talking to somebody. It had to have been like my mom or Jordan because I don't really tell like too many people, like vent to too many people about work things. But like I said going into next year that like if, someone's not going to like compensate me the way that I want to. I'm going to have to be more cutthroat. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like I need to just yeah. say no. Yeah. And like be, and I'm very, I'm good at saying no. Like yeah. I'm not someone who like, I'm very, very like assertive. I'm like, no, that's not going to work for me. But I don't think I always like trickle that into all like aspects of my business. Yeah. When it comes to events, I, I really don't usually want to go unless it's for a brand I work with or something that like really intrigues me. But I always say no to everything, but like social things, I don't really say no to that easily. Yeah. When people want to like come see Ezra, I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. There's certain things it's like, and with work, like there's only so many products that I can talk about. And while I love thousands and thousands of things, I can't talk about everything. Yeah. I guess it's a really tricky thing. And I think, and I think noticing the areas where you have like less of a tolerance for that Mm -hmm. is interesting. And I think for me, it's definitely like visitors because you know, I live where I live and yeah. I want people to come and visit. And so, and I love, I love hosting. Oh my God. I love hosting people. I do. I know. So, you told me. I know. We're coming. <laughs> okay. We're coming next summer. But, we are. You know, it's like, how do you say no to that? You know, ever. No, it's so fun. Um, and then, yeah, I think social things because also like, you know, I do work a lot and my friends are really important to me and um, I want to spend time with everybody. And so it's, yeah, tough to say no. Are you, do you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert? I'm definitely an extrovert, but I'm learning now how much I really recharge when I'm like have quiet time and I'm yeah. kind of like trying to cultivate what that means to me. I'm definitely an extroverted introvert, yes. like deep, which I think you probably are too. Yes. Where like we could like talk to somebody for till we're dead in the face. Like oh, yeah. you talk as much as I oh, do. I could be so exhausted and like overworked and then yeah. like have an inspiring conversation. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, like, how did I just do that when I'm like didn't sleep or whatever? But I think of everything that like I like I feel better after I've had like an hour or two by myself. Yeah. Like, days by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, yes. Yeah. There's so much to say about that. I but know. yeah, I'm learning. I think it's something that is a process. So. Do you shut off? Like, do you think that, like, do you, when you go home from work, are you still working? Do you think that's why you don't fall asleep as well? Um, are you like on technology? I, I am to a point, but I definitely like try to turn it all off. Cause you're on the Emmy's Instagram. No, never anymore. I mean, no, I mean, I'm definitely on the Emmy's Instagram, but Emily, who is, Oh, is she the social- only one looking at, at like, who, like who replies to me? That's usually Emily, but I go oh, in there. Oh, good to know. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say something appropriate. No. What if I was like, you're the tits or something? I'm not oh, going to say that it. to her. Oh my God. I, oh, you I don't know her. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> okay. I love her. Um, okay. No, I'm always in the Emmys Instagram, but I'm not the one responding to things anymore. I did for a very yeah, well, long you time. You should not be And I like point. to still like know what's going on. I mean, I love Instagram and I love yeah. like, and I, so I like go in and like catch up on all my friends. And like, see what's happening. And I will occasionally respond to a DM, but usually I'll put my name. So somebody knows. And also, so Emily knows that That's I did good. that. You yeah. Know, I don't want to confuse her. Yeah. That can um, be overwhelming for her. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I definitely am on Instagram 
plenty of the time, but I'm not actively. You got to keep up. You got to make sure I post about you. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And I got to keep up with the with the trends, you know, got to stay really No, but except what I love about you guys is that like you don't worry about the stupid trends. Remember I what I, I called the chocolate oh, yeah. covered peanut butter bites the product of two was it this year, 2019? Yes. I was like, thank you. Like right. something that's not infused with some bullshit that we don't need. Like it's you you keep it at the basics. My Simple. chocolate, my peanut butter, cookie. That's all I need for happiness. Right. So like why does everything have to be right. so, so like functional. extra? Yeah. yeah. Like and I there's a time and a place for collagen peptides and I use them every day in my hot water. Yeah. But when it comes to like eating cookies or like, you know, like I don't need things yeah. all the time infused with other things, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that we just don't take ourselves that seriously, you know, and like we want to make products that are really delicious, like as delicious as like the conventional stuff, but just literally yeah. so simple. You know what every ingredient is, you know, that's that's what's really exciting to us. There was a point like when we started and we were like super into the raw thing. Um where it maybe was a little more about that. And we kind of realized just how niche that was in the end. And also we don't, we both were into like raw foods as a lifestyle at one point and we're, we don't really now. And like, it's cool to see how our product has kind of evolved with us and it's still relevant because it's just a delicious cookie. And that's evergreen. That's going to be on for forever. Evergreen's going to be like my word of the week. I know. Like 15 times. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, But like, that's, that's, gonna be this like for forever like while I love things like cauliflower gnocchi and things like oh, like yeah cauliflower's gonna die one it day all. like it's yeah it's not gonna be as like hip and with it so it's important to like always like a diversify but b stay like yeah traditional in some right. aspect and we we don't put raw on our packaging anymore. no that's why it took me forever to even know that you yeah. were raw right yeah because also this was something that really annoyed me back in those days is that because I was like really hardcore about it for a while and I ate like mostly all raw oh foods. Oh my God. For I can't even imagine my bowel movements. You know, they were really good for me in the beginning. I but then I think it just food. like didn't work anymore. Anyway, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I've learned and keep hold your thought. Yeah. I've learned that women aren't meant to consume raw food all the time. Like, right. like the like Ayurvedic wants, way is like warm exactly. mushy. Everything. I eat nothing raw, like right. literally nothing. Well, I guess like besides my sacks, like my Emmys and my perfect bars and like, things like solid. that. Yeah. Yeah, but like my version of that was like putting a roux on my bagel. Yeah. So like I eat it raw that, but yeah. like my dinner's always cooked. Yeah. That's great. like weird. Yeah. I, um, yeah. You yeah. had a thought. I had a thought about. I'm sorry. No, oh, now no. I totally lost it. I think it was about raw food. Oh yeah. Oh no, I know. At the time when I was really hardcore about it, I had my own definition about what raw was. Okay. And okay, this is actually another interesting story. And so. I when we started buying the shredded coconut that we buy, I the guy who sold it to me, I swear this happened. He told me that it was sun dried. Now, this was just like me not understanding. My how eyes things, were like confused. Why? Like, like it oh, was dried in this very like low temp way. In the so sun. that the shredded so it was dried. Yeah. Right. And it was like, okay. and at that when I was hardcore about it, it was like everything had to be 115 degrees or less. There was a degrees. There was a degrees. I know it was. uh, Yeah. Not the lifestyle for me anymore. But um, anyway, so I decided to go to Sri Lanka to where our coconut is grown. We still use the same coconut. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This was 2014. And I I came up with the idea because my sister-in-law, Mo, she's an acupuncturist and she was going to go do relief work in Sri Lanka. And I was like, oh, my God. That's where the coconut is. I need to know how it's dried and how this is made because it's such an important ingredient for us. And we've been working with, you know, the same ingredient for so long. So um, I went and I actually convinced my friend Sarah, um, who I'm going to see later today, um, to come with us. So the three of us went to Sri Lanka. Oh my God. And I connected with the coconut supplier and eventually like took a tour of one of their coconut plantations. I mean, they really, it's not awesome. just like a small farm. No, I'm not yeah. that. Um, <laughs> And then I got to see how they process the coconuts and turned it into the dried shredded coconut that we get in like large bags at our facility. Oh, so cool. And actually that's something I really want to continue doing as we grow. Yeah. Actually Priscilla did that with her like such a inchy oil. Anyway. Um, so this was a long time ago and it was also before Instagram is the way it is. So like, I totally did not take advantage of like, I mean, the I have pictures really like and I wrote like a blog post, Yeah, you know, but on the crumbs, is it on the crumbs well, on your website? The is crumb, it called the crumb or something? We're la- we haven't even launched it as of today. 
officially it's is live, but we haven't like brought people there, but we have a new blog that's called the crumb. And also oh, when I went on your site, that was new. Yeah. Well, oh as of like a week ago. Wow. And so that. we, we haven't like officially like announced this thing and like what it's going to be yet, but we're very excited anyway. Yeah. We had a blog at the time, but it was not anything like what it is. So yeah, but man, I've loved to go back and like take video footage and like, that you know, cause it was so such cool. an amazing experience for me. And like, just to have that connection with this ingredient that we use so much mm. of anyway, I learned that, well, they do use the coconut husks as kindling for these, um, ovens that they use. And so they're like, they're like wood fired ovens and that's how it's dried. And I think when I asked how high the temperature went up, they were like 175 or something like that. And I was like, okay, cool. It's not raw in my mind. Other people would think maybe like a Lara bar is raw. And actually back in the day, they used to put raw in their package too. I want to get to the fireball questions, which okay. aren't really as like fireball and fast. I just don't know another cool term to describe them as, but fire, quick fire questions. I don't know. Like my, my like conclusion questions that I ask everybody. Yeah. And what I love about this is that the podcast hasn't launched yet. So you have no idea what I'm about to ask you. Oh my God. The first one. What is one wellnessy trend that you buy into? Um, wheatgrass, juice, shots, and infrared sauna. I have one at my house. Wow. Okay. You'll have to fill me in on that because I've never had a wheatgrass shot and I can't do a sauna. They they say infrared saunas with nursing, like you shouldn't be doing. So like, I I just love to sweat and it just feels so good. I don't sweat enough besides like naturally, like I'm sweating right now. My sweat pits are probably (laughs) disgusting, but I don't like, you know, detoxy sweat. I mean, I don't really like that word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I come over, I'll do that. Um, then the next one is what is one wellnessy trend that's a pet peeve that drives you crazy? And when you see people post about it, you're like, can this please die already? Oh God. I don't know. You have to have one. I it's okay if I honestly, do it. I don't know. Really I think care. I think it's more just like packaging call outs. I hate okay, I hate the wellnessy trend where like the packaging is so like natural and gorgeous and chic, and then you turn yeah. it around and there's pure garbage in it. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. more like the packaging trend, I okay, guess. Yeah. That just makes me so mad because it really does um, mess with people. Yeah. You know, and someone will buy it because it looks organic or something. Oh yeah. And then you turn so many and you're products. Like, oh cool. That, yeah. People like think. Okay. The thing that I really hate is when people um, associate like certain products as organic, but they're not. And there is a clear difference between certified organic and not. So. Well, the first thing I always ask a, a new brand that I haven't heard of when they reach out to me, I'm like, are you certified organic? Are you non-GMO verified? Right. Like, what fill me that? in. Like, yeah. what is this? Because there's, I mean, it's a loaded thing. Like, it, some people like think they're organic or part of it is and it's like false advertising. Yeah. No, that makes me so mad. Uh, the third one is, which I kind of have a guess now, but if you weren't doing this full time, if you weren't running Emmys, being a boss, being what a would boss. be your career? Well, yeah, at the what time I was really into the arts. So like my dream then was to like manage a like dance company or something. So that is cool. Also, now I think about what I would ever do. No, I think it would be that. That? Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, if I ever have a daughter, I can send her there. Um, the next one is when you were growing up and you went to a fast food restaurant, what was your go-to order and what chain was it at? You know, I didn't have a lot of fast food as a kid, but I, but okay. But when I, but no, and, and my mom, she made a lot of food at home, which is like really amazing. But you but like we, never went to fast no, food? No, we went to McDonald's and okay. I loved chicken nuggets and I loved um, sweet and sour sauce. I never I had them with ketchup ever. I hate ketchup. You know I was going to say that? I knew you were going to say the sweet, and, the sweet and sour sauce. Oh my God, that was my jam. And honestly, that was my favorite fast food anything. I don't think I ever had like a burger at Burger King. Like we were just so really? McDonald's. Yeah, I remember my brother getting burgers at McDonald's, but... We were a Burger King family. Really? Well, because my brother, I would just eat anything, but my brother loved Burger King and then my parents liked Burger King and their fries. Yeah. So when we would get fast food, it was always burger. Yeah. Burger King. No, that was, what was it? Chicken nugget. Man. Um, and then the last question is, it's your last day on earth. What are you eating from breakfast through till dessert? Oh my God. Uh, my favorite question ever. It's not um, your question to answer. Well, I do. Okay. Another wellness trend I love is any kind of like functional latte. <laughs> I do oh love that. So I love, well, I love coffee. I mean, I've been like, I love coffee. So probably an Why isn't oat there milk a coffee latte. Emmys? That's a long story, but it has okay. to do with like ingredient, figuring out ingredients. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. But maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. So um, so definitely some kind of latte, um, whether it's like coffee or 
matcha. I do like that. I guess that's another wellness trend. Um, and I do love like a good old egg scramble. And okay. I think I'm so boring. I oh, really am. Come on. What do you mean? Um, I would probably eat sushi for like the whole day. Okay. <laughs> Lunch and dinner. I love honestly like good sushi is like something that I just get so excited. I'm about. going for sushi tomorrow and I haven't had it since I went to Portland two years ago. And it's like, especially in New York, like you can get such amazing sushi. I'm going to and Domo so, Domo. Have you been there? I don't they just know. opened in Jersey City. They have one in, in Manhattan. Oh, really? Well, night. I'm supposed to go with my friend tonight. And I was, and she, every time I come, well, we were maybe going to go to Sugarfish. Okay. I've had but that in LA. We were going to see what the line was like. And there are other places, but pretty much anytime she's like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, sushi. <laughs> so oh like every gosh. time. <laughs> I always say a burger or pizza. Those are like always my two go-tos. Oh, you know, this is about you. We are <laughs> like, who is the selfish asshole talking right now? No. So you would have, but you would really just have sushi all day. What it about a dessert? So happy. Can you name me a dessert? Um, ice cream. What flavor? I, On a cup or a cone, sprinkles, toppings. Oh yeah. Okay. Some kind of like mocha almond fudge kind of situation. I love chocolate sprinkles. I love whipped cream. Do you like hot? I mean, hot, <laughs> hard or soft ice cream more? Oh, okay. No. It, okay. I cha- I'm changing my answer. It would okay. be vanilla soft serve like with in a cone with chocolate sprinkle. Like I hard, really like from the little soft serve place. I like Mr. Softy. Yeah. I love that. Chocolate with rainbow sprinkles is mm. like my personal favorite. Well, Sam, Samantha, do you ever want to be called Sam? Because sometimes totally... I call you Sam and then like, but you sign everything as Samantha. So I'm always like, I do. am I insulting her? Now that I'm like Sam? a grown woman, I yeah. go more as Samantha, but so many people call me Sam and I really love it. But okay, I just good. tend to like introduce and sign off as Samantha. Perfect. You good know? to know. So yeah. I can be like, but you can call me Sam. I'm not going to keep writing emails to you to say hi, Samantha then. I'll be like, hi, S. I'll really abbreviate it. Um, There's very few times I ever email you. But because I text you, I like to annoy you. Yeah, That's the thing I with, it. I've literally become friends with most of the brands I work with to the point where I really don't email Does them. Does that make it fun though? I mean, that's so I much more work fun. with people that I love. I know. Well, like, that's what I love. Everybody, it. every single person. No, same. Yeah, that's how it same, should be. Same, same, same. Literally like last night, the my, one, truly one of my best friends, her name's Lisa. She works at Garden of Life. Yeah. She was here with me last night. I have no bra on. I have like my pink alligator hair clip in my hair. She's like watching me like have spit up from Ezra all over me. Like it just, yeah. and I met her through working together at Garden of Life. Like those, that's what I love. That's yeah. why with you, I literally forgot we were recording a podcast. It's honestly been the best, one of the best things about, you know, running my own business is like being able to meet so many amazing people. And you're people good. We actually industry. didn't even get to the part where like you are friends with a lot of brands and have done like with a lot of like female founders oh and like have yes. that whole network. But oh that's really cool. Well, That'll be t- for the part two episode. I know, literally. <laughs> we'll need like part like 17 because <laughs> you and I talk a lot. Um, tell everyone where they could find you and Emmys and like, you know, your, your well, cool my, sign my off. Little shine, shine off. <laughs> your shine off. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find Emmys products nationwide um, in obviously Whole Foods, like we talked about. I know. Sprouts. Um, we, we're in Walmart nationwide um, oh, and a lot of independent stores. We are in Wegmans. Um, but you can find the stores near you on the store locator part of our website, which is emmysorganics.com. And we're super active on Instagram. So we're at emmysorganics, all lowercase one word. And yeah, that's, and you can shop online and on Amazon as well. Love it. Well, Sam, thank you so much for sitting in my bedroom thank with me. Thank you for having me. Now we'll get to go bedroom. say hi to Ez. And I can't wait for everyone to listen to this. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. 